Blog Talk Radio. All right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. This is Pastor Omar Zachary, and we're here at Praise Tabernacle Church Tuesday night Bible study. Thank God for all of you that are tuning in. May the Lord bless you real good. Had such a great service on this past Sunday. Uh, we was blessed from Deacon and Sister Oglesby preaching from the subject, uh, The Power of Pain. And I tell you what, they did such a great job. Uh, Sunday before last, we had What's in Your Shoes from Sister Bugs. And these are some of our newer members. And thank God that he's adding to the church and sending help to us, those that can assist with the, in the leadership of this church. And we're so grateful. We're, we're thankful to God on tonight and for what he's doing in our ministry. We thank God for the growth. Thank God for the growth that we are seeing, uh, not just numerically, spiritually, amongst our uh, body of believers. And we're, we're just thankful for that. And tonight we have a young man that y'all are very familiar with. It's been a while since he's taught Bible study, but he's back with us. He's, he's back live. He's had some health challenges over the past several months. But we're so glad to have him back live with us, and that's in the person of Mr. Chaos himself, Elder Derek Oliver. And we're so grateful to have him uh, with us on tonight, leading us in Bible study. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer. Thank God for the panel, um, all that is, that is on on tonight. We're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then the next voice you hear will be that of Elder Derek Oliver, Mr. Chaos himself. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. As we get ready to enter into the service, we pray that you will anoint, anoint our teacher, anoint the message, the messenger, and the panel. God, give us what's needed to say, to be a blessing to the people, our listening audience, along with the us that's on the panel. And we know that your word won't return to your void. And we thank you for strengthening Elder Oliver and, and bringing him back to us and back with us from uh, months of health challenges and being in and out of the hospital. And, God, we just magnify you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And all the services into your hands. God bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank, thank you, uh, Bishop. Uh, and to the panel that's on, I just want to say thank you. Um, <clears throat> tonight uh, is, is definitely an honor and a blessing to be able to uh, come before you once again. And um, I'm excited because uh, uh, just to have the opportunity to bring the word. Anytime that you can uh, teach or preach the word or talk about the word, it's just a blessing. And uh, hopefully I can be a blessing on on tonight. Um, I'm excited uh, about tonight. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be coming out of Genesis the and uh, I'm, I'm just excited because uh, you may have heard this. It's a familiar passage of Scripture, but um, I know that y'all think I'm going to take the easy. And the, they used to say the quick preaching or teaching out of this, and I'm going somewhere totally different on tonight using these 13 verses in the Bible. And, and if I was to use a title on tonight, I would use... Um, out of order, out of order. And um, <clears throat> last couple months, um, I feel like I was out of order. And, and we're going to get to that in in a minute. Um, I want to say, again, thanks to the bishop and people on the panel that, that's um, normally on the panel. And, and I had to call some of my um, – and the only reason I'm saying this because in my closing, um, I want to – I had to call my old friends in high school uh, I went to Middle Ridge, Ohio, and we was called the Middle Ridge Rams. And uh, I'm gonna close out the Rams on tonight. And 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 I know you think I, I don't know if you think you know where I'm going, but um, I'm gonna close out on the Rams tonight. And I'm gonna deputize everyone that's listening that you get to be a Ram tonight. 
Um, it's where I played my high school football. We were known as the Mineral Red Rams. And that Ram is going to be very important on tonight. So um, I wanted them to listen because I wanted to go out with a good bang talking about the Rams. So with that being said, again, you have your Bible. We're going to Genesis, the 22nd chapter. And um, I'm going to read 13 verses. And then after I read the 13 verses, um, I'm going to explain where I'm going. Because there's a lot of principles that I want to get that come out of these 13 verses. I mean, a lot of principles I never saw before. But we're going to break it down tonight. I'm going to try to do my best to take my time and not get too excited. But there's a couple of things in there that I get excited about. And again, the title tonight is Out of Order. And I'm going to say a quick prayer, and then we're going to start uh, Genesis 22, starting with verse 1. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you just be with me tonight. Father God, hide me behind the cross where I'm not seeing, but the word is seen. Father God, if there's anything in me that's not like you, I ask you to remove it right now, Father God. Father God, I ask you for your forgiveness for anything that I've done, knowing and unknowing. And Father God, give the listeners the ear to hear the word tonight, Father God, and not just only be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's been a long time since I actually taught. And, and I'm excited about this lesson because, again, I've seen a lot of things in the scriptures that I haven't seen before, and I'm excited about it. So Genesis, chapter 22, and I'm going to start with verse 1, and I'm going to read all 13 verses. Um, <clears throat> After these things, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him offer him there as a burnt offering on one of those mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his servant young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw, saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his, to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it laid it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife <clears throat> and the two of them walked on together Isaac said to his father Abraham father he said here I am my son he said the fire and the wood are here but where is the lamb for the burnt offering Abraham said God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And the two of them walked on together. Verse 9, and when they came to the place God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there, laid the wood in order. He bounded his son Isaac, laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called him from heaven and said, Abraham. Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hands on the boy or do not do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. I'm going to stop right there. And we're going to go to my title again, Out of Order. Now, I'm going to cheat because in verse 21, in verse 21, uh, God made a promise to Abraham, and and he would continue his covenant with his son Isaac. And and you know you know the story. We just done a lesson on uh, 
Abraham and Sarah, but God made a promise to Abraham that uh, was going to go, that he was going to hold the covenant through his son Isaac. And and that was the promise in 21. But in 22, uh, things get a little tricky. And, and my question is, how can you be faithful to God when it seems like when it seems like God's not being faithful to you or the word that he spoke over your life. And, and see, God made all of us promises. Uh, he made me promises. He made you promises. People out there listening, he made promises too. And, and the thing that I like about the promises is that um, he made the promises. And, and a lot of times in life, God makes a promise to us, but yet it seems like the reality of the promise isn't going to come to pass. And here it is in verse 22, God is telling Abraham to go and kill your son, put him as a sacrifice. But before he said to him to go kill his son, he made Abraham a promise. And it's going to get good in a minute, but my first, the question is, how can you be faithful to God when it seems like God's not being faithful to you or the word that he spoke over your life. Now, what that means and where I'm going with this is uh, uh, God made a promise to Abraham. And one of the first things we got to do when, when God makes a promise to us is this is where you have to have faith in the promise that God made to you. Regardless what's going on in verse 22 and 21, God made a promise. And, and this is where we have to work our faith. We're going to talk about faith and some other things. Um, and, and one of the things that we're going to talk about is the promise. And with the promise, and we're going to read through these chapters, comes the process. And in the process, we're going to see with Abraham was an assignment. And, every, and with every assignment, there's always placement. And if we can keep these things in order, I think we will be okay because when when Abraham got the promise and, and when God promised you whatever he promised you or to do whatever he's telling you to do, the most important thing in the promise is put your faith, your faith on the promise that God is giving. I hope that makes sense, and I hope you can understand where I'm going with this because if you don't have the faith, for the promise, then you're not going to be able to receive the promise that God has for you. And, and, and when you have the promise that God is giving to you, you got to understand there's a process. And in the process, uh, uh, this is the good thing, because we all got to go through a process. You can't go through life or you can't go to get to your promise without going through the process. And the good thing about the process, and this is a good place, is, is right here is the process, is the promise, is that the devil cannot promise that God made to you. The devil can't do anything about the promise that God has in store for you. And he just can't do it. But what the devil does is the devil wants to get in the process because if he can hold you up in the process, then you will forfeit the promise because you don't have the faith to believe in the promise. And that's how the devil gets us. So I want you to see God promised Abraham one thing, but in the very next chapter, he's showing something different. And see, a lot of times God promised us some stuff, and yet it doesn't look like God is with us. And what I mean by that, just for an example, God promised us that we will have prosperity, but we're broke. And see, but if you don't have faith in the prosperity, you're going to always be broke because you don't have faith. Even though God promised it to you, you don't have it right now. We're going to get to that in a minute because that comes. you got to go through the process in order to get to the promise. See, the devil can't get to the promise, but he can get to you through the process. So if you always broke and always negative, you're hindering yourself from the promise because you don't have faith in the promise that God promised you that you will be prosperous. Another thing uh, <clears throat> God spoke, he said that we will, we're, we're, we're healthy. We're supposed to be healthy. Um, and, and yet 
it seems like we're always sick, or at least it seems like I'm always sick here as, as of late. And it's not the fact that I'm sick, but it's a process that I have to go through. And I have to have the faith to believe that I am healed. Because if I don't have the faith to believe that I'm healed, I can't get to the promise. And in order to get to the promise, we have to go through the process. And then when you're going through the process, it's going to take a couple of things. It's going to take faith, and it's going to take patience. And if you have faith and patience, you can get to the process. Now, I know. I hope I don't lose y'all, but I'm I'm, I'm talking. And and there's some things in the in the scriptures, and we're about to go look at some things right now. It says that after these things, Genesis 22, God tested Abraham. Now I'm going to take the word test. Because we as Americans take a test as pass and fail. But if you go back and you look at what test really means, it's a banner that God puts around us. And it's a banner, not whether you pass or fail, but it's a banner because God is trying to show us off. And what he was trying to do was show Abraham off and not as a test. And a lot of times we're going through the process, we're being tested or a banner, God is showing us off. It's not a bad thing, and it's not a pass or fail thing. The test that we're, we're going through is like a banner. Do I have scripture for that, Bible for that? Sure do. Job was being tested, but it was a banner. God had a banner around him and told the devil, you can take whatever you want because he is not going to curse me or turn his back on me. So regardless of what you're going through, even though it looks like God's not there, he's bragging about you, showing you off, even though it doesn't look like he's there or he's with you. And, and, and I'm a, I got to keep it going because there's a lot in here. And in the first, that's just the first part of being tested. And he told Abraham that take your son, your only son whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. Now, here's another thing. He gave him a promise. Now he's given him instruction. And we have to be obedient and listen to what God's instructions are in our everyday life. He told him to go to a different place. A lot of times when God gives us promises, we have to leave where we're at and go. Now, he didn't give him the whole instructions right there. He said, I need you to go to a different place that I will show you later. See, God didn't give him a lot in the beginning. So a lot of times going through the process to get to the promise, you've got to be obedient going through the process. And when you're going through the process, you're going to have different assignments that God is going to give you that you have to be obedient to in order to get the promise. Now, tonight, we're going to go through all 13 of these chapters because I want you to get to the promise. Because once you get to the promise and you know you've got the promise, then you can have something to shout about. So when I was reading this and I was going over this, God was showing me there's a lot of things in here that is relevant to today when God promised us certain things, and then we have to go through the process. Now, going through the process, we know that the devil can't get to the promise because that's God. He can't touch what God has promised us but he can always try to mess up our faith in the process because he told Abraham he promised him something in 21, but in 22 he showed him something different. So now he's testing his faith to believe is he going to still believe his promise that he made in 21, even though we in 22. Again, we have to be very careful with our faith and put our faith in the promises of God and not in the process. Because in the process, there's a lot of different distractions that's going to come our way. And then in the process, there's going to be some assignments that's going to come our way. And it takes faith and patience to inherit what God has promised us. And one of the first, another principle I want to make is you have to establish your faith in the promise. You've got to have faith for whatever God has promised Whatever he's given you in your life today, whatever he's promised you, you got to put your faith on it, and you have to believe it, and you have to believe it, and you have to claim it. <clears throat> because when you put your faith on the promise, you'll be able to handle 
the challenges that's going to come in the process. And we know in the process that the enemy is going to show up. And the enemy knows we don't like the process because we don't want to go through the process. Now, I'm just going to use this as an example, and I'm going to get back to the scriptures to show you this. But as an example, uh, my wife was cooking, and, and as she was cooking and she was preparing what she was cooking, there's a process to cooking. And, and, and it takes some time in the process to get everything ready to cook. And I don't know, I'm quite sure some of y'all that got kids and, 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 and people that live in your houses, and when you're cooking a meal for the whole family, it's a process. In today's society that we live in, uh, if one of the kids didn't want to wait for the process and they want to call Uber Eats and have them deliver them some food because they don't want to wait on the process. And then when they call and order Uber food and you hear a knock on the door, and even though you're preparing something that's going to take some time, that's going to be good for you, you want to skip right to it. So we don't like the process and you want to call Uber Eats and it's disrespectful to the cook that's cooking for everybody because you didn't want to go through the process. And church folks don't want to go through the process. They just think that you can just get anything you want right then and there, but God wants to send you through a process. He put Abraham through a process for a reason to develop him, and not only to develop him, but to show him off as well. And then we also know that if you don't, uh, show up, it, the enemy is going to show up in the process, but he wants to mess up your, so you can forfeit your promise. So he's all in the, the enemy is all in the process because he knows he can't get to the promise, but he can get to you and your faith in the process to mess up and so you can forfeit the promise. And the enemy knows that he hates that. But in the process that we're going through and in the process that Abraham goes through, when you're in the process, you will get maturity, you will grow, and God will develop us to carry the weight of the assignment. Now, I like this part, the weight of the assignment. And I'm about to show you this, and I got to really slow myself down because the weight of the assignment. <laughs> I want to read this again because I'm about to get here, and it's really about to get good. But he told Isaac, I mean, told Abraham and Isaac to go to the land of to the land of Marah. I hope I'm saying that right. And he's going to show you one of the mountains when you get there. So Abraham was obedient. He arose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his servant young men with him and his son. He cut the wood for the offering. And he set out and went to a place in the distance that God had shown him. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place from far away. Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there where we will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham, verse 6 took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac and, and himself and carried the fire and the knife. I'm going to stop right there. Verse 5, because they had to leave one place to go to another place. And then they had to stop at that place to go to the place. And, and, and this, this, is, this, is, this is what's going to get good. Because what he had to do was he had to go to a different place to get to the promise. And he had to be obedient to God to go to the place to get to the promise. But I like what he did when he stopped and he told the men to stay there. Me and Isaac is going to go to another place to worship. And then he said, we'll be back. Now, I didn't quite understand that, and it kind of bothered me because if God told you to go kill your son, how are we going to be back? It's right there in the verse, verse 5. 
we'll be back. So I'm thinking to myself, if he's going to kill him, is he going to carry him back? But no, because he said he had to burn him. So how are we going to be back when you're supposed to go kill him? But you see, I believe in the very beginning when I said, if you have faith in the promise, Abraham probably didn't know what was going on, but he knew that he was coming back. And he was because they were going to come back. He didn't know what he was being obedient to God. And it says that we will be back. But what I like about this is when they went and he left the men there, he said to the men that we'll be back. We're going to worship. Verse 6 is where it gets real good. And I may have to scroll down here. We're going to worship. But look what they're carrying to worship with them. He's carrying wood for the sacrifice, a knife, and fire. I'm going to say it again. He's carrying wood for the sacrifice, a knife, and fire to worship. Right here, I get excited because when we go to worship, a lot of us, are carrying things with us that is designed to kill us. But we're not going to let it stop us from going to worship. A lot of times we're going to worship with a knife. We know that a knife can cut you. We know that we're going to worship with fire, and we know that fire can burn you. A lot of times we're carrying stuff with us, but we can't let it stop us from going to worship. And we can't take everybody to worship with us because we're carrying stuff. We got so much stuff we're carrying to worship, we ought to shout about it because some of the stuff that we're carrying, everybody don't know about. Everyone don't know about the knife that's stuck in your back, but you still got to worship God. Everyone don't know about the stuff that's burning you up on the inside, but you still got to go and worship God. You still got to be obedient. Abraham is carrying some stuff, but he's going to worship And when he goes to worship, you can't take everybody with you. He had to leave them at that place so he can get to his place. And a lot of times we want to take people with us, and they ain't got no business being with us in our place because our place is just for our place. It's our place. And and when you get to your place, you can begin to worship because it's yours. See, my house is my house because that's what God blessed me with. He blessed you with your house. That's your house. You can't allow everyone to come into your house. But when you go to worship God and praise God, a lot of times we're carrying stuff. And, and, and when we carrying stuff, it's designed to stop you or to kill you or to cut you or to burn you. But a lot of people don't know it because you carry it so well because the Lord is protecting you. The Lord has that hedge over you. The Lord has that banner over you and is telling you, that uh, you are his child, and you can carry this stuff because you're being obedient. And because you're being obedient and you're being faithful to the promise, God is going to have your back to carry all this stuff with you. So when you get to church on Sunday and it's time to worship, you ought to really go into worship, not because of, of, of because what you're going to get is because of what you're carrying. And sometimes you're carrying things that are in your family. You're carrying your kids. You're carrying your spouse. You're carrying uh, certain situations that you're going through. You're carrying that. Don't let it stop you from getting to worship. And don't allow other people to allow you to say you can't worship because you're carrying all this stuff. This is a testament to God, and God is using this not as a test, but to brag about you and who you are and whose you are. It's not a bad thing because you're carrying this stuff. It's a good thing because you're going to worship God carrying all of this stuff. With all the stuff that's going on in Abraham, God promised me this. See how I can be out of order? He promised me this. Now you're telling me to go to a mountain that you ain't even telling me which one to go to yet. You're just saying go and you'll show me when I get there. All the stuff that looks out of order. But look at God. He's still in control. He's still doing the things and, and still with Abraham, even though it looks like he's not there. Even though it looks like he's not there. I'm going to slow down and ask if anyone got any questions or make any comments and let the bishop go ahead and do your offering.
Good word. Yeah, yeah we, we enjoyed it. I'm enjoying this, man. I I didn't know if you was going to have your Kit Kat and take you a break or, or what, man. This, this is uh, this is real good. This is real good. Um, anybody got any, any comments before I do the offering? Anyone anyone got anything that they would like to uh, say? I know Elder is really working, so anyone on the panel? Uh, Elder, it's, it's like when a pitcher is pitching a good game and you just tell them to let it work. <laughs> keep working. Keep pounding the zone. You're doing a great job, man. Good work. I, I feel the same way, Bugs, and I'm out here at baseball practice. I'm like, yeah, let let him keep dealing. He's willing and dealing, but uh, great job. Anyone else? Anyone else have anything? All right, all right. I tell you what, well, let let let's not let's not hold him up. Let's let's let him keep going. I don't know if we gonna get in any comments tonight. I, I don't know. He got so much. He got so much that. He done stored up for the last four, five, six months. So uh, we enjoying it, Doc. We're going to let you loose. Let me give uh, offering information for those that uh, would like to give to Extended Arms. Uh, you can do so, <clears throat> excuse me, dollar sign EA Ministry. Once again, uh, Extended Arms, if you'd like to give, that's our outreach uh, to our community. Uh, that, that Once again, that cash app is dollar sign the letter E, the letter A, and the word ministry. And may the Lord bless you real good for that. And if you would like to give to our local church to help, uh, you know, with our local ministry, you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, that's dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. And then the numbers eight seventy seven, and may the Lord bless you real good. Thank you so much. Service is now back into the hands of Elder Derek Oliver. God bless you. Amen, amen. And um, I hope you guys are, are getting something out of out of this out of Genesis uh, twenty two one through thirteen. And again, um. As Abraham and Isaac, Abraham and Isaac went to the mountain, and and they had to go to a certain place. One of the things that that I liked about Abraham is, uh, and one of the things that we have to have is that we have to have strong faith, and we also have to have long faith. Strong faith and long faith they go hand in hand. Strong faith is when you declare, I can do all things in Christ, which strengthens me. That's in Philippians 4.13. That's strong faith. Strong faith is uh, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. That's strong faith. Long faith is when a weapon shows up, when a weapon shows up and you hold on. Long faith is when you're weeping, but you still got your joy. That's long faith. Long faith is Isaiah forty thirty. Isaiah forty thirty one. It says that uh, they that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew your strength. That's long faith. In order to get to the promise, you got to have strong faith and long faith. And we know faith come by what hearing, hearing what the word of God. You got to keep hearing the word of God in order to what get to the promise. Because the devil wants to get into the process to stop you from getting the promise. And he can't, and again, I'm going to keep elevating this. The devil cannot get to your promise. So whatever God's promised you, he's promised you, the only person that can stop you from getting the promise is you and the lack of faith that you may have. And even though a lot of times I know in my life that the Lord seems like he tells me one thing, but the reality that I'm going through is something else, he's just testing my faith and like he's testing your faith. But not only a test, it's a banner that he's putting around you because he wants to brag about how good you are and how good you're doing and how he's going to get the the, the glory at the end. And, and again, when I looked at this, I saw this, I, I, I liked what I was, was reading and I liked what I saw. And again, a lot of people like to take to the end of, of the chapter and it says that, you know, 
at the very end, God comes in at the very last minute. But again, I'm not going to go there uh, because I want to talk about the powerful partner. The, the purpose is the place. Every time you have an assignment for the Lord, you have the purpose. During the purpose, you get the assignment, and every assignment has a placement. And I'm going to take my time because I want you to get this. Places matter. And during this journey in an, in, our, in um, Genesis, we see place a number of times. And, and one of the things it says in verse 9, when they came to the place that God had shown them, place, he had to leave a place to go to a place. And it's in all, it, it, this is throughout the Bible. You have to leave the place to go to a place that God has assigned you to go to. Your blessings is in a place. I know you may have the anointing and you may have the gift, but if you can use your gift, if you're not in the right place, you're doing the wrong thing. A lot of people are doing the right thing in the wrong place. Let me say it like that. Yeah, there you go. A lot of y'all are doing the right thing in the wrong place because you're not waiting on God to place you. You want to place yourself. Now, when Abraham and Isaac was going through the mountain, and it was in the rain, and it was a lot of different mountains that they were going through. There were some mountains that looked better than other mountains. And if you're just trying to get to a big mountain or a better mountain, then that's fine and dandy, but that's not the mountain that God has for you. You have to get to the place that God wants you in so you can get the promise that God has for you. The reason some of us hasn't got the promise is because we're in the wrong place. Placement matters, and it matters in this particular scriptures that we're reading because Abraham had to leave a place to go to another place to go to the place. And it's been like that throughout the Bible. Because if you don't notice, placement matters. As I was looking in the Bible and, and the Holy Spirit was hitting me, Joseph had a vision, but it would not manifest until he went to the right place. Jonah had to do a great sermon, but he couldn't do it until he went to Narada, if I'm saying it right, which is a different place. Mary was pregnant with Jesus but couldn't give birth until she went to the right place. The reason sometimes we're not getting the promise because we're not in the right place. If you look at Abraham, he had to stop a couple times, and God told him, when you go, I will show you the place that you can get your blessing. Believe you me, places matter. You get your blessings if you're going to the right place that God is leading you to go to. Stop trying to go to the better place or a different place and go to the place that God has you because when you get to the place, that's where you can get the promise. And when Abraham was obedient to God, and even though he may not have understood why he had to kill his son, maybe he didn't understand it, but it was for obedience. And it was for if you can be obedient for God, he will put you in the right place so you can get to your promise. So stop trying to hang around with people that's trying to take you to the wrong place because even though you're trying to do the right thing, you're in the wrong place. And a lot of times people, and I'm a witness to this, has come into the church and don't belong in the church, and they tried to do things, but they was in the wrong place because they can't be blessed when you're not in the place that God has you to be in. And if you keep going to the wrong place, you can never get to the promise that God has for you. And we need to look at this story and be a little more in-depth and look at why did Abraham have to stop and go to different places. And when I just said about the other three examples I used, people had to go to a different place. And when God has gave you a promise, you have to be obedient and you have to be ready for the assignment to go to the right place. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. I hope you understand where I'm going because it's about to get even more good. And that's when in verse 9, when it's saying, when he came to the place God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And he, he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. 
And Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife. Oh, I went a little too far, but that's okay. That's okay. It took the knife, verse 10. Then Abraham reached his hand, took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord came from heaven and said to Abraham and said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. Now, I, I skipped something. I forgot. Before we got there, before we got there, night, Abraham gave, Abraham said, God, Abraham's son, Isaac, asked him, what were we going to use for the offering? We don't have a lamb. And, and, and Abraham told his son, don't worry, God will provide. And see, when you have faith in the promise, when you have faith in the promise and it don't look like you got everything you need, then you will start talking that God language, God will provide, and God will give you what you need. And because he said God will provide and he had faith in the promise, you got to understand, it goes all the way back to 21. He had faith in the promise for what God said he was going to do for Abraham. He, he, had faith, he believed that. And he believed it, so when his son asked him, well, what, what are you going to use for the lamb? Um, um, and he said, well, God is going to provide. I don't, and, and then when you keep reading on, it says that, that uh, this, this is what I like about this whole thing, is how resilient Abraham was. We know we like to call him Father Abraham and everything, but he was real resilient with what he had to do. He was resilient when he had to worship the Lord. He was very uh, obedient when he was following the instructions and doing what God had told him to do. And then again, in verse 10, it said, Abraham reached out his hand. Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord said to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for I know that you fear God. And since that you fear God, and since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket. Now, Bishop, I'm going to get ready to close. But right here, and I already told y'all y'all was rams. And the reason I like to say that I'm a ram is because not only did I went to high school there, but the thicket. And you're probably saying, what in the world is a thicket? And a thicket is a bush. And a thicket is a bush, but it grows on the bottom of a mountain. And if you look at the region that we're in, and if you Google it, the region of uh, Marah, I can't say Marah, that region, if you look up a ram, a ram cannot survive at the top of a mountain because of the altitude. The ram has to run on the side of the mountain or on the bottom of the mountain. And I told you in the very beginning, the topic of my thing is out of order. And and the thing that I like about this is the thicket, the bush, is supposed to be on the bottom. And the ram can't survive on the top. It's supposed to be on the bottom. So when you are being obedient and you have the faith of what God is telling you to do, and you have the faith to believe in the promises of God, and you're obedient to God, God will flip your situation around and take you from the bottom and put you on the top. The ram came designed to be on the top. But if you look at it, Abraham saw the ram on top of the mountain. We're not supposed to be on the top. We're supposed to be on the bottom because everything looks like we're supposed to be on the bottom. But if you're being obedient to God, and this is where it gets good, put you on top of everything, even though all of this looks like it's out of order, but it's really in order, in God's order, because now that you went from the bottom, now you're on the top, because you was obedient to God, and God got you on the top. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. Google Rams 
in, in, in the, Mar- the region of Mari and see what it said is not designed to be on the top. I already know I'm not designed to be on the top. But guess what? I'm on the top. And, and, and when he told his, his servants, I am coming back, because he knew that he was going to be on the top. And see, what you got to know, you may not be on the top right now, but you're going to be on the top because you're being obedient to God. You just got to wait a little round, wait a little while longer and believe in the process. Because if you believe in the process, then once you believe in the process, you can get to the promise. And once you get to the promise, then you're on top of the mountain. And once you get on top of the mountain, then God is real pleased with where you're at. Just don't pick any place to go to. Make sure you go to the right place. And again, the promise the process, the assignment, and the placement. If you look at Abraham, there was the promise, there was the process, there was the assignment, and then there was the placement. And when you got to the placement, you got to the promise. And when you get to the promise, you get to the top. And you're not even designed to be at the top. Some of us ain't even supposed to be on the top. Some of us ain't even supposed to be where we are. But thank God that we've been out of order this whole time so God can put us in order. And God's been moving out of order since I can remember. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is look up uh, uh, Mary, his mama, because when she got pregnant, it was out of order. That wasn't the order that you get pregnant in. It was out of order. You also got to look at when Jesus said 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. That was out of order because you know good and well you can't feed 5,000 plus the women and the children with just two fish and five loaves. It's out of order. So when your situation looks like it's out of order, that's when you really ought to start to shout because you're getting ready to go to the top. And let's not forget about the worship. Sometimes you're going to worship when things are going bad. You're going to worship when things are not always together. But you keep worshiping God and keep being obedient to God's word because when you get obedient to God's word, he's going to put you on top of the mountain. And not only is he going to put you on top of the mountain, he's going to give you the promises that he's been promising you. I don't know what he's promised you as individuals, but I know what he promised me. And I know that the situation may look like I'm down in the dumps and down in the gutter, but if you really look at my situation, and when you look at my situation, I'm talking about me now, it's not a good situation to look at, but you'll never can tell that I'm on the bottom because yet I'm being obedient to God. You can't tell I had two strokes. You can't tell I've had cancer and been healed from cancer and been cancer-free since 2017, two strokes just a month ago, but I'm still here in my right frame of mind, still have the activities of my limb. And even though it looks like I'm on the bottom, I'm still on the top because I'm being obedient to God's word. And because I'm being obedient to God's word and I'm trusting him in the process, and because I trust him in the process, I can also uh, uh, do the assignment that he has me to do. It doesn't matter what it looks like as long as I'm doing the assignment. So stop trying to get comfortable and get out of the assignment and get out of the, oh, I don't want to go through the process, because when you go through the process, you're going to build up your faith. And when you build up your faith, you can hold on to the promise. And the more you hold on to the promise, you can get to the placement. And once you get to the placement, you're on top of the mountain. And yet, everyone's going to be looking at you. How did you get to the top of the mountain? Begin to grow on the bottom. Rams can't run on top of the mountain, but there was a ram on the top of the mountain that day. There was a thicket of bush that was on the top of the mountain that's supposed to have been on the bottom of the mountain, but it was on the top of the mountain. And when you think about your individual life, yeah, you're supposed to be down on the bottom and in the gutter, but you keep coming to church and you keep worshiping God. You keep coming to Bible study. You keep hearing the word of God. You're just in the process. Don't stop the process. Keep the process going and hold on to the faith of the promise that God has made to you. And I'm done. Pastor, if anyone have any questions or comments, but that's all I have for you tonight. <laughs> all right. All right. What a word on tonight. Elder Oliver, great job, man. Great, great. Great job. Let me let's go ahead and open it up to the panel. Uh, anyone on the panel got any any last comments uh, for uh, Bible study on tonight? Uh, 
He didn't go. He didn't be specific. He didn't tell us everything we was going to go through. That's when we must elevate our faith to know everything God said. He's going to do it. So thank you tonight, man. And like, and like Minister Tober said, you know, I'll, I'll hate to hold you off that long again and in order to get a, a good word like that, you know, but that was, that was real good on tonight, real good on tonight. Anything about a preacher, when a preacher don't preach for a while, when they do get the opportunity, it, it is a different level. It's a different anointing. It's a different glory. So we appreciate you tonight, uh, Elder Oliver. All right, Sister Tober, Sister Tober did you, were you able to get on? Good evening. Can y'all hear me now? We can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I was trying to come in a few times, but it actually had hung up on me and some weird stuff. I don't know. But I just wanted to say um, that I, too, enjoyed the lesson. And, you know, we've heard the story about the ram in the bush before, but it just it's amazing every time you hear it about the obedience. And as a mom – you know, having four children, this was his only child. This was Abraham's only child. So it's just one of those things to where you look at it and then you put it in perspective for yourself. Obedience is better than sacrifice. In 2023, if this situation was given to us, how would you how would you handle it? Would you go, would you sacrifice your child not knowing what the outcome was going to be 100%? And it's also amazing that Isaac, too, from my understanding, he didn't put up a fuss. He didn't fight. He didn't hide. He didn't say, oh, daddy, you're tripping. Like, I'm not doing that. You know, so just their faith and their obedience as a family, um, it was it was just amazing to see. And God had already worked it out. So, you know, he didn't have to do it anyway because the ram in the bush was already there waiting for him. So, you know, when God tells us to do something, just be obedient because there's always a plan. There's a plan over our lives, our children's lives, before we we even know it. So, you know, just be obedient. That's all. Great point. Great, great, great point, my sister. And and that uh, I thought about what you said when uh, about being the only son. We, We do know that, you know, he had Ishmael. Uh, but this son, this is the only son, is, and what that's referring to is the son of promise, you know. <clears throat> that was the son that, that God promised. It wasn't, you know, uh, what Sarai and Abraham came up with, what Sarai came up with, and, uh, you know, with Hagar, but the son of promise, that only son, that, that son of promise. And what would we, what would we, what are we willing to sacrifice? And that's what I thought about when Sister Tova just brought up that, that only son. In other words, that son of promise. You know, what what are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to give up, you know? Because it, it costs. It, there's a price that has to be. Yes, Jesus paid it all, but uh, must Jesus bear the cross alone and the world goes free? And the answer to that is no. You know, we all got a cross to bear. We all got something that uh, that we got to pay. You know, there there's a cost. Okay. There's a cost. There are things you got to give up. There's there's ways that you were born in. There's customs and traditions that you was raised in. There are things that you saw your parents do and your community leaders do, and and it, it became maybe a custom to you. But if it's against the word of God, you know you you can't say, well, I was just born this way and I'm gonna do it anyway. No, not if it's against the word. Okay, so we we must uh, because it is a lifestyle. Uh, living saved, living holy, it is a lifestyle that is a cost to pay. Okay, there's a cost. There's, 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 you know, people ought to be able to see Jesus in us. So thank you, Ella Oliver. Uh, that process and that promise, man, you you can teach on that probably for the rest of the year. Uh, that was real good on tonight. And as I think Sister Tober said, we've heard this preached. I know I've preached it several times, but there were some things you brought out that I never never thought of so thank you for that man thank you so much all right god bless all of you panel thank you so much listen y'all meet us tuesday uh sunday excuse me uh come come back sunday morning uh we'll be at church sunday morning at nine o'clock for those that can make it uh we're going to be preaching the lord delay is coming we'll be preaching from the subject break me off a piece of that break me off a piece of that I gave that on Sunday. Some of the folks, the drummers, some of the young people start laughing. 
Amen. But I tell you what, if you come Sunday or tune in Sunday, you'll see how we're going to put that message together. Break me off a piece of that. All right, God bless you. This has been another great, awesome, inspiring Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church, physically located at 199 East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Suite 8, zip code 30046. God bless you. Thank you so much, Elder Oliver, once again, and for this platform, Chaos. As we get ready to leave this place, but never the presence of God, God, we just thank you. We appreciate you. We honor you. And we pray now that we know your word will not return to your void, that you touch, heal, and deliver, save somebody, even on tonight through this preaching and teaching of the gospel. As we leave this place, never your presence, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless.